This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 198, Comic Talk. DC Marvel solicitations for November 2014. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans. This is episode 198. It's our Comic Talk episode looking at these DC and Marvel solicitations for November 2014. Uh, this might be the last time I do one of these episodes. I'm not quite sure yet, so uh, enjoy it. Or I might end the year with a December episode and have that be it. Um, as always, I go through the Newsarama links that have the full solicitations for both DC and Marvel for a particular month, in this case November. Um, I just realized, didn't even introduce myself, I'm Adam Chapman, the host of Comic Shenanigans. Thank you for joining us for this new episode, as we get closer and closer to episode 200, which incidentally I actually recorded last evening, and it was um, originally supposed to be a three-person podcast, supposed to be myself, uh, Nathan Strzok, and Paul Scores. unfortunately ended up being just Paul and myself, but uh, we sat down, uh, discussed one of our favorite crossovers from when we were much younger and first really getting into comics, which was Onslaught. Um, it's like two and a half hours, two hours, 45 minutes. It's quite a long, involved conversation. Apparently, I go on a lot of tangents and a lot of just diatribes so, and soliloquies, so uh, I don't apologize for it, but that's something to look forward to. Anyways, we're going to start with DC in November. Um, we have the, the first solicitation. It made me laugh because um, it just says, Please welcome the new superstar creative team of writer Meredith Finch and artist David Finch. Never heard of Meredith Finch besides the fact that she's married to David Finch. That's it. I don't know if that justifies her as being a superstar creative team but with her husband, but um, I guess they're going to take Wonder Woman in a new direction. Um, I might actually give this a shot or at least read it because I didn't really end up reading the Azarella run, and I feel like unless you're going to go back and read the entire thing, which is you know a lot of comics at this point, it might be easier just to jump on with a new direction. Uh, there's a lot of new launches on this new month. Uh, we have Gotham by Midnight, uh, which looks like it's uh, a new Jim Corrigan book, and it's more kind of um, supernatural-based. Interesting take, and it looks like it's coming out of Batman Eternal, or I mean, Jim Corrigan was actually obviously in Batman Eternal. Um, it's written by Ray Fox, who's one of the writers in Batman Eternal, so there's definitely some uh, touches there. We'll see. I, I'll give it a shot in the first issue. I don't know if I'll keep going. Um supernatural things happening in Gotham isn't really a big selling point for me, but I'll give it a shot. Uh, we've got the Multiversity Pax Americana number one, which is the next exciting chapter of a Multiversity by Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly. Um, Frank Quietly being on it, I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot. And seeing the question, Blue Beetle, Captain Adam, like that sounds really cool, so I'll give it a shot. Uh, Justice League 36 it continues the Amazo virus storyline. Ivan Reyes back on artwork. I haven't been enjoying Doug Monkey as much as I thought I would. I was reading the most recent issue of Justice League, and I was just like, uh, it just it didn't have the same weight to it that Reyes's artwork does. Um, Justice League United. I'm surprised that book is continuing, just because I, I really wasn't that impressed with the first arc. Um, it looks like we're gonna have the Legion of Superheroes involved as well. This book just feels like a mess. Um, Justice League Dark, 36. I haven't really read this in a long time, so I'm not obviously interested. Uh, Deathstroke number two. I'm, I'm going to read it because I like Tony Daniel. I like his art. I'm not sure about him as a writer, but I enjoy his art at least. Uh, Green Arrow, uh, Andrew Kreisberg and Ben Sokolowski continue their run. Um, again, I'm so out of it. For a lot of these DC books, I'm just kind of giving them lip service, but I haven't read a lot of them. Flash, I, I've been behind for the last few months, but Venditti and Van Jensen continue their run uh, with Brett Baruth and Art. 
which is part of the reasons why I'm not as interested. I just don't like... I'm not a huge fan of the way they're writing the story and the characters, and I'm not a huge fan of Brett Ruth's artwork either. Uh, we got Aquaman and the others. Apparently, they're going to go up against KG Beast. I'm in it just for that. That sounds hilariously awesome. Um, Aquaman racing to find his mother, who's apparently alive in Aquaman. That could be cool. Uh, Earth 2 World's End, which is the new ongoing uh, weekly series that I guess starts in October. Um... I'm definitely going to be giving this a shot. I've enjoyed Earth 2 in general. I'm going to give this book a, uh, a definite chance. It's interesting that um, Tom Taylor is not involved in this at all, considering he's the Earth 2 writer. Uh, consider And in Earth 2, Margaret Bennett, who is one of the co-writers of Earth 2 World's End, will now be writing Earth 2 with him. Um, and we have a new artist on Earth 2, which I'm a little bummed at, just because I really, really enjoyed uh, Nicholas Scott's artwork. Constantine, that's uh, a pass for me. Infinity Man and the Forever People, it's an even bigger one uh, in terms of a pass. Um, having both red and green lanterns. It's interesting that on the cover, red uh, there's a red lantern guy, Gardner, but if you're reading current red lanterns, it would appear like that doesn't even make sense. And Mecha Darkseid, I don't even know, want to know what that is. Uh, Clarion, I can't believe he's getting his own ongoing, but I'm glad that uh, different characters are getting chances at having books. And they're not just little Bat Family books. Uh, there's a new Lobo book. Um, new Suicide Squad number four. I haven't been a huge fan of the way that it's been written so far, but I'm willing to give it more of a shot as they kind of settle into the team. Uh, Secret Origins, we're going to have issue seven. It's going to have uh, Flash, Superboy, and Huntress. That's kind of a fun smattering of characters. Justice League 3000 continues, although, uh, again, I have not kept the rest of this at all. Uh, New 52 Future's End continues. Um, I mean, it's I haven't been a huge fan of this, but, and actually I think I'm behind by three weeks, but, um, you know, it, it could be a lot worse, and I've seen worse weekly series from DC. It's not at that bad, but I just, it fi- I'm finding it hard to really become that invested in it. Um, Star Spangled Wars Warriors featuring G.I. Zombie. Glad it exists, just not for me. Teen Titans, um, I haven't really been enjoying this either, but I want to. I want to like Teen Titans again. I just wish that there was a Teen Titans book that I could get behind. Trinity of Sin number two, an evil at the core uh, that threatens the very core of the New Fifty Two. I believe it when I see it. Uh, Superman uh, continues the arc by Jeff Johns and um, um, John Romita Jr. I've read the, the first two issues. It was okay. I mean, it's not the strongest book I've ever read, but it's definitely got some interesting ideas in it. Um, action Comics, I have not been a big fan of Greg Pak and Aaron Cooter's run on on Action Comics, but now that, you know, the Doom storyline is over, maybe they can start telling good stories. Superman Wonder Woman has a new creative team as Peter J. Tomasi takes over. Unfortunately, Doug Monkey's on artwork, but that's still a legions above, like, many steps above um, how disappointing the J. Lee artwork was on this book. Uh, World's Finest is going to, it's going to be telling, um secret history of Earth 2 instead of telling uh, ongoing stories with the characters that were previously in the book in this book. I'm all on that. I think that's a good idea. I'm interested in reading what it's like. Um, Supergirl has a new writing team which hopefully will be able to move the character in new directions. Um, oh, you know what? I was totally wrong. Um, when I was mentioning Superman Wonder Woman having J. Lee artwork, that's not correct. Superman Wonder Woman had amazing art and I think it was by Evan Reyes. I, I can't even remember now. Um, Batman Superman is the book that had artwork by Jay Lee, which went, also was accompanying a terrible script by Greg Pak. Um, now Artie and Syaf is going to be joining that creative team, which means it's going to look a lot better if only the story could be better as well. 
Uh, Batman Eternal drums on again. Uh, and apparently it's a team-up you never saw coming. coming. Alfred uh, Pennyworth and Bane. Okay, I'm in it just for that. Um, Jason Fablock's doing three issues of Batman Eternal in November. Super pumped there because I love, love, love Jason Fablock. Um, Batman 36 has an Endgame Part 2, and we don't even know anything else about the story. They're not telling us anything more. Uh, in Batman and Robin 36, we see the continuation of Robin Rises. The cover is definitely interesting in terms of the characters that are on the cover. Uh, Batgirl 36 has this kind of new look Batgirl, which I'm not going to... I have to not prejudge this. I mean, I just... I've loved Gil Simone's work. I love the art that has been on Batgirl. I'm a little bummed that that's changing so drastically, but maybe that's a good thing. Um, Mikkel Yannon, whose artwork I do enjoy, is doing Grayson number 4 by Tim Seeley and Tom King. Uh, Detective Comics 36 has uh, the second part of a new story by... Um, what, Ben Percy and John Paul Leon. I'm a little bummed because I thought we would get more of Francis Manipal. I guess they're taking a break. I haven't heard that they're leaving, but I hope it's just a break and not them being gone. Uh, with Arkham Manor number two, uh, I don't know if I care about this, but I, I will give it a shot with one issue at least. Gotham Academy 2, same kind of thing. There's too many Gotham books. Uh, Catwoman number 36. Uh, the second part of Family Business by Genevieve Valentine and Gary Brown. Don't even know these creators. Harley Quinn continues with issue 12. Um, I haven't read this since I think the first two issues and I hated them. So I'm, it's just not a book for me. And a lot of these DC books feel like they just aren't. Batwoman, I'm really, I haven't read this since like issue 6, I think. Uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws by Lobdell and R.B. Silva. It, I remember really enjoying it for like a few months and then it went off the rails. And I haven't really read it since then. Uh, Green Lantern books are involved in the Godhead storyline with Act 2, Part 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, all in one month, uh, which is going through Green Lantern, Green Lantern Corps, Green Lantern New Guardians, Red Lanterns, and Sinestro, which uh, Sinestro is a great book. It's too bad it's being waylaid by a crossover. Uh, Swamp Thing has um, the Machine Kingdom is not happy with Swamp Thing. All right, whatever. And then we got the Batman the Jiro Kuatwa Batmanga Book 1 trade paperback. Um, also in November, there, obviously there's the complete series of the 90s, sorry, the 90s, the 60s Batman television series coming to Blu-ray and DVD. Um, I thought long and hard, I think I'm going to end up taking a pass on this just because as much as I think it's cool, I don't know if I'd actually sit down and watch them all again. And for $200, I kind of need to be invested enough to, to watch it all. And as much as I think it's fun and cool... And I think eight, uh, maybe six, seven years ago, I definitely would have bought it. Now, I don't think I can justify it. Plus, I think just the idea of having such a high price point, which I think is justified, uh, but a high price point for all three seasons at once is more also what scares you off. I mean, I, bu I bought 11 seasons of Cheers, and if I could have bought them all at once, I never would have bought it. If there was like, here's a Cheers deluxe set, it's 11 seasons, but it's going to be like $400, I'd be like, fuck no. But if they gave me each one at $40, I'd be like, yeah, because it comes out over the course of, you know, a couple of years, whereas all at once it kind of deters me as a writer, sorry, as a reader. Uh, speaking of digital comics, you got uh, Batman 66 meets the Green Hornet number six, Batman 66, the last episode based on a story by Harlan Ellison, Batman 66 number 17, uh, Batman Beyond Universe, Flash season zero, Arrow Season 2.5, uh, Infinite Crisis fight, fight for the Multiverse, Injustice Gods Among Us Year 3, uh, which has two issues, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, uh, which is the final issue, Smallville Season 11 Chaos Number 4, uh, Sensation Comics featuring Wonder Woman Number 4, 
And then we're going to do the trades, including the first trade paperback of Future's End, uh, which is, the, I guess, the first 17 issues plus the zero issue. So that's a big trade. Uh, Batman Eternal's first uh, trade paperback, which this one I'm probably going to buy. Uh, it has the first 20 issues. Uh, pretty good for $40. And it's $2 an issue, less than if you were to buy them at retail on one giant collected edition, which is cool. Um, DC Comics Essentials Batman Year One Special Edition Number One. Uh, the fourth trade paperback, soft cover of Batgirl, which is called Wanted, which I'll be uh, I've already pre-ordered. Uh, Green Lantern, Nightwing, the last trade paperback before it became Grayson. Uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws, uh, Movement, Larflees, Red Lanterns, uh, Superman Action Comics Hybrid, World's Finest Volume Four, Swamp Thing Volume Five. Uh, here's an interesting Flash Celebration of Seventy Five Years hardcover. Um, you have the Authority trade paperback volume two uh, by Grant Morrison, Mark Millar, Tom Pyre, and Dosel Young, which is a really fantastic uh, creators. Um, you have the Absolute Green Arrow by Kevin Smith, which is the first fifteen issues from his run, or his run, which was fifteen issues. Uh, there's an omnibus of the Green Lantern by Jeff Johns. It's only volume one, and it goes up to I guess issue twenty-five of the Green Lantern book. It also includes all the Sinestro Corps cro- crossovers plus uh, Green Lantern Rebirth and Green Lantern Corps Recharge. It's 1,232 pages for $125 US. There's a Divine Right Adventures of Max Faraday trade paperback. The character's recently been in, I think, New 52 Features End. Uh, Batman Legends of the Dark Knight Volume 3 is coming out, which I'm glad that they're doing something like this. Um, going back, we have Nightwing Volume 1 Bloodhaven, which has the four-issue miniseries from Nightwing and the first eight issues of his solo series in the 90s. Uh, I'm definitely picking this up. It's a, a great book. Um, really laid the foundations for what that character would be for quite a while. Put him in his newer costume instead of the old kind of uh, ah, his uh, other costumes. He had that cra- really terrible first one, and then he had that other one that was uh, more solid yellow and blue, and I, I just was not a huge fan. Showcase Presents continues the uh, Legion of Superheroes Volume 5. Uh, Twilight trade paperback. You got Superman Batman trade paperback volume two, which is issues 14 to 26 of the Jeff Loeb run. Uh, you have the second volume of the Spectre series by John Ostrander. And then you have some fun kitty books as well. So that, and then there's Vertigo as well, which I'm going to save my voice and not discuss on, on this particular podcast. Uh, then we flip over to Marvel. Uh, first three items listed are Avengers and X-Men Axis number four, five, and six by Rick Remender and Jim, sorry, Jim, ah, the first one's by Rick Remender and Lionel Francis Yu, and then it's by Remender and Terry Dodson, um, it looks like, I'm not how, sure how I feel about this whole, you know, things being flipped on its axis, things going upside down, um, but we'll see, I, I'm really hopeful this is going to be a really fantastic series, three issues in November though is a little, a little harsh, uh, we also have a companion miniseries called Ava, uh, Axis Revolutions by Frank Thierry and Kevin Moyer, uh, doing two separate stories, which one's on both Thor, one's on Nightcrawler trying to hunt down Sabretooth. Um, the Axis miniseries I'm most looking forward to is Hobgoblin, as we've got the second issue by Kevin Shinnick and Javier Rodriguez. I love the cover as well. Looks like he's going to be a hero now. We've got Axis uh, Carnage number two. There's, an, I guess, a new Sin Eater. I don't know what that's about. Um, by Rick Spears, Ger- German Peralta. I probably will take a pass on this, but you never know. Three issues isn't too long, so maybe I'll give it a shot. Um, Quentin Quire returns to the Jean Grey School, and apparently he's a little bit different because of what's going on through Axis. It's by Jason Latour and Jorge Jimenez. You have two issues of Nova coming out, which are also part of uh, Axis as Nova goes up against the Hulk. 
Uh, Avengers World is also tying into Axis, and it looks like we have uh, Doctor Doom recruiting his own team of Avengers in part one of The Availables. Uh, Deadpool 37, I don't really care a lot about Deadpool, so I'm probably not going to end up reading this. Old New X-Factor 16 becomes part of Axis as well, still by Peter David and Carmine DJ Domenico. Uh, although it sounds messed up, X-Factor has stolen the nuclear football from a Red Skull controlled Red Skull controlled president and taken it back to Serval headquarters for protection. But what happens when they're greeted by a welcoming committee of Sentinels? What? But I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, Magneto number twelve as um, I don't even know what this is going to be, but it, it has some sort of impact with Axis and the Red Onslaught. Uh, speaking of Onslaught, check out episode two hundred of Comic Shenanigans. We have a newly relaunched version of the Mighty Avengers by Ca- now called Captain America and the Mighty Avengers. Obviously, this is the Sam Wilson Captain America. It's also an Axis tie-in. It's by Al Ewing and Luke Ross now as the artist. We also have the debut of Superior uh, sorry Superior Iron Man number one by Tom Taylor, uh, making the jaunt over to Marvel and Yildare Sinar on art. Uh, both guys who were previously from DC. Um, there's two issues actually of Superior Iron Man. And it looks like Daredevil is going to be going up against Superior Spider-Man. Sorry, Superior Iron Man. Man, it just flows off the tongue. As well as in the Axis uh, book as well. It does mention Daredevil and Iron Man. We have Loki, Agent of Asgard. It makes sense it's tying in because uh, Loki's involved in Axis. Uh, Inhuman drops issue number 8 with Pepe Larraz doing the art instead of Ryan Stegman. I guess he's taking a break. And it's going to have more uh, kind of appearances by Black Bolt and Maximus. Well, so they did a debut of all-new Captain America number one, uh, which I'm actually super pumped for. I really want to see what this is going to be like. Uh, by recommender and Stuart Eminent on art. I mean, that's a, almost a bonafide buy right there. Uh, we have New Avengers 26 continuing uh, Hickman's uh, story with Kev Walker, which is in six, to- in six months, time runs out. Uh, that continues with New Avengers 27, with also with Kev Walker on art, and Avengers 38 with uh, Hickman writing and Stefano Caselli on art. Uh, all we know is that in six months, time runs out. Then we have Amazing Spider-Man number 9 and 10, which are part of Spider-Verse as it begins here. Uh, I'm actually super pumped for this, although issue 9 is extra pages, so it's $5. Uh, and then issue 10 is a regular sized. Both have artwork by Olivier Coipel, which that's really exciting. And then we have uh, Spider-Verse number 1, written by Dan Slott, Scotty Young, Robbie Thompson, and Katie Cook, with Humberto Ramos, Jake Parker, Dennis Medry and Katie Cook and Art, as uh, it's a Spider-filled anthology. Um, I'm a little confused, though, because, I mean, the main story, I guess, is happening through Amazing Spider-Man, but then you also have this Spider-Verse book, but then there was also the Edge of Spider-Verse books that lead up to Spider-Verse. It's almost a little too confusing. Um, there's a new ongoing Spider-Woman number one. I'm not going to talk about the cover and that own, that shitstorm that's uh, gone on about that. I'm just excited to see what this new ongoing series with Jessica Drew will be like. Although I really do miss Julia Carpenter. Uh, although I guess she's in a coma now. Uh, it's written by Dennis Hopeless. I work by Greg Land, which is an interesting choice for a Spider-Woman book. Uh, Spider-Man 2099 has uh, Will Slinney back on art. Uh, it's picking up where Amazing Spider-Man 10 ends. Miguel is now back in 2099. And uh, they've got their own kind of adventure to have, which is a tie-in to Spider-Verse. We have Spider-Verse Team-Up, um, which where we see Old Man Spider-Man from Spider-Man 500, Spider-Ham, teaming up with a version of Ben Riley. Um, it's an anthology as well, because there's two stories. Uh, Christos Gage is writing one, Roger Stern writing another. I'm super pumped for a new Roger Stern Spider-Man era, or Spider-Man type story. Uh, we then also have Scarlet Spiders, 
I mean, I love Spider-Man, and I'm apparently going to be buying a shit ton of Spider-Man books this month. Uh, or in November, I mean. Uh, Paco Diaz is doing the art, and Michael Costa is writing it. And we have Kane, Ben Riley, and Ultimate Jessica Drew coming together. All different versions of Scarlet Spider. So that's two Ben Rileys, I guess, that are going to be involved um, in this Spider-Verse event, which is kind of crazy. Uh, then we have Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Unfortunately, uh, this is the last issue. We have the Death of Wolverine, Logan Legacy 5 and 6. Uh, one featuring Lady Deathstrike, one featuring Dokken. Uh, then we have Death of Wolverine, Life After Logan number 1. So many freaking one-shots. Uh, then we have Death of Wolverine, The Weapon X Program number 1 and 2 of 5. Um, there's no need for this many. At least The Life After Logan was the one-shot, but this Weapon X Program is a five-issue series. Um, then we have Nightcrawler number 8, which is also an aftermath of Death of Wolverine. Uh, Storm is also a Death of Wolverine aftermath. Like, Fox, stop with all the aftermaths. The second issue of Bucky Barnes and Winter Soldier, which, I mean, we'll see. I'm not sure how much I care about this book, just because now that we know what it's about with him being the man on the wall, I'm less interested. Uh, Alice Scott writing it with Marco Rudy and Art. Uh, Thor number two by Jason Aaron and Russell Dowderman. I thought there was supposed to be a, di a different artist on this book. Maybe just the first issue. Uh, which continues the female Thor story. Hawkeye versus Deadpool issue 2 hits with Jerry Dugan and Mateo Lowley putting it together. Uh, you have uh, Deathlock number 2 by Nathan Edmondson and Mike Perkins. Rocket Raccoon number 5, which I love the cover. I'm probably going to... I'm, I'm going to read this one. Who am I kidding? Uh, Legendary Star-Lord. Haven't been a big fan of this book so far. I've been kind of on the fence. Uh, Guardians 3000. I wish it was just called Guardians of the Galaxy 3000, but whatever. Um, we've got... Um, Dan Abnett writing it with Gerardo Sandoval on art. I'm really pumped for this new book. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 21, Planet Venom, where it's an entire world full of symbiotes. Uh, I don't care. Um, they've done this kind of thing before. There's a Planet of the Symbiotes kind of storyline in um, the Spider-Man 995 specials where the symbiotes came to Earth and tried to take over the Earth. I just don't care enough about the Sentinels. Sorry, the Sentinels. That was a 40-inch slip. Uh, not the Sentinels at all. The symbiotes to read this. Uh, Ghost Rider number 9. I'm excited to see Robbie Reyes going up against Johnny Blaze. That is really exciting. Uh, Secret Avengers number 10. This remains an amazing book that I'm really digging, and Alice Codd and Michael Walsh are doing a great job. Uh, Hulk number 8. As we continue the Doc Green storyline, as Doc Green is trying to needle his previous friends to depower them. Um, it's written by Jerry Dugan, artwork by Mark Bagley. Uh, we have Brian Wood and Greg Smallwood continuing their run on Moon Knight with Moon Knight number 9. In Fantastic Four, they finally get their blue costumes back. Um, and it's by James Robinson and Leonard Kirk. Um, then we have the Carol Corps. I don't know what that even means. And Captain Marvel, number 9. Uh, Old New Invaders, number 12. It remains a book that I really enjoy. And we're going to kind of see kind of a flashback story of, um, of uh, kind of an invaders from the First World War era. Then we've got uh, a new issue of Miss Marvel by G. Willow Wilson and Adrian Alfona. Glad, glad that Alfona is back on art. Uh, Iron Fist continues with issue number 7 with the new arc of Redemption. Uh, She-Hulk continues by Sewell and Javier Pulido. Uh, She-Hulk and Daredevil battle it out on the court, which apparently is still going on. Because that issue, I mean, that storyline started like this month or this past month. So it's still continuing. Um... Then we have more of a Daredevil in San Francisco in Daredevil number 10. Uh, Savage Hulk number 6 is a different, it's a, I guess a newer storyline by Karina Becko and Gabriel Hardman and artwork by Gabriel Hardman. It's Hulk versus Doctor Strange. 
don't really know Karina Becco, but I like this book so far. We've got the last issue, the series finale of New Warriors by Yost and Toe. It's too bad it's ending, but really the writing was on the wall the minute the book started. Uh, I unfortunately did not have high hopes it would last that long. Silver Surfer number 8, uh, loving what Slot and Albert are putting together, so I'm glad to read a new uh, issue of that. we got Edmondson and Garads writing uh, Punisher as Punisher finally gets back to L.A. Uh, Electra continues with Electra being written by Hayden Blackman and artwork by Michael Belmondo, which is absolutely gorgeous. Um, we've got what, Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man number 7, as now apparently Kate Bishop has some sort of secret. Uh, David Marquez continues the art, and Bendis obviously on the story. Um, All New Ultimates, I have so don't care about this book. I think I read the first issue, wasn't impressed, and never looked back. Uh, Stephen King's The Dark Tower, The Drawing of the Three, The Prisoner. That's a long fucking title. It continues. Um, All New X-Men 34 and 35, as we continue the jaunt through the Ultimate Universe, which is kind of fun and cool. Mahmoud Azrar doing the art, and it's written by Michael Bendis, by Michael Bendis, obviously. Um, Ultimate X-Men 28, which has Magneto finally returning. It's interesting that this book is not involved with Axis at all, considering that it feels like it should be. Uh, same thing with all new X-Men. Uh, X-Men continues Guggenheim's story with uh, Talabao and Soy on art. Not a huge fan of Talabao, but hopefully his artwork on this book will be entertaining. Uh, John Lehman and Javier Garan bring you another issue of Cyclops. I'm actually really enjoying this. I mean, the first four issues have been fairly entertaining, so I'm excited for issue number seven. Deadpool's Art of War, don't care. X-Force, absolutely don't care. I read a few issues of this book, and I hated it. And Rocky Kim, not my favorite artist either. Uh, in Amazing X-Men, James Tinian IV is writing it with uh, Jorge Jimenez on art. Uh, I'm really enjoying this book so far. I mean, both uh, the first arc and the second arc so far have been a lot of fun, so I'm into this. Uh, there's, And then we get into uh, some of the independent, not independent, but like kind of icon stuff. Uh, creator-owned, uh, and the trades. Uh, some of the highlights include uh, Thanos, the god up there listening, which brings the Infinite Comic and puts it into hardcover form. The Fantastic Four and FF run by Matt Fraction finally comes out in omnibus format uh, for $100. They finally re-solicit the Howard the Duck omnibus, spinning out of uh, his surprise appearance at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. The um, omnibus is now coming back into print. We've got um, Captain America Volume 5, the Tomorrow Soldier Premier Hardcover coming out, uh, a few new Marvel Masterworks, the Submariner Volume 6, as well as Golden Age All Winners Volume 2, Trade Paperback Softcover. From the Epic Collection, we've got a few uh, installments. We have the Captain America Lives Again, which is um, basically the reintroduction of Captain America to the Silver Age Marvel Universe, um, mainly written by Stanley and Roy Thomas. And then we also have the Marvel Epic Collection, sorry, Wolverine Epic Collection, which has Wolverine Epic uh, number 1 to 16, as well as Marvel Comics Presents 1 to 10. Uh, interesting collection in that it does not include the first um, miniseries starring Wolverine. Uh, Inhuman, the first trade paperback, comes out with artwork by Maduera and Stegman, written by Soul. Uh, for those who uh, did not buy Spider-Man 1.1 to 1.5, you can get the Amazing Spider-Man. This is a weird title. It's called 1.1 Learning to Crawl. It's kind of a stupid name for it. Um, I'm a huge fan of the current um, uh, Alan Davis run of uh, Savage Hulk. Um, so I'm definitely going to be buying the first trade. And it looks like it also is reprinting an issue of X-Men 66 uh, from the mid-60s. 
Uh, the first trade of Cyclops by Greg Rucka is coming out. All New Invaders Original Sin trade paperback comes out as well. Uh, the Original Sin tie-in uh, trade paperback for Mighty Avengers comes out as well as for Deadpool. Uh, Daredevil finally gets Volume 7, which completes the uh, first Mark Wade run on Daredevil. Uh, the all-new X-Men Volume 4 trade paperback, uh, All Different, comes out, as well as the trade paperback for Captain America, Loose Nuke, Thunderbolts, Punisher vs. the Thunderbolts, the Wolverine by Jason Aaron, Complete Collection, Volume 4, and the Uncanny X-Force by Rick Remender, Complete Collection, Volume 2. Uh, Invaders Classic has the Complete Collection, Volume 2, which I'm actually thinking about getting, just because I've never really read this. It was all from the 70s. It was about... It was published in the 70s, but telling stories from the 40s, by mainly by Roy Thomas. I think I've got to pick this up at some point. We have yet another volume of Marvel First as the third trade paperback volume of the 1980s, which, again, a lot of these issues are just the first part of a miniseries, which makes me feel like this is kind of a terrible idea for a collection. And then finally, the Oz Road to Oz trade paperback. Now that I'm losing my voice, that's pretty much the end of our episode. Uh, thank you for listening to this solicitations episode. Um, very much appreciated your continued patronage of the show. You can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, as well as subscribe to us on iTunes, and post in our HC Realms thread as well. Um, for those who listen to episode 196, uh, we are trying to get five emails uh, from people indicating that uh, Kelly Chapman, my wife, definitely needs to watch Captain America, because she, the Winter Soldier, as she has agreed that once we get five, she will give it a shot. Uh, so far we have three, so we just need two more. Come on, everybody. Um, we just need two more. So, Tom Kerr, I'm looking at you. Um, I think Hulk13 from the HD Realms, I'm looking at you. Send us some emails so that Kelly will finally watch this amazing film once we get it on Blu-ray, which is happening this week. So, thanks for joining us for the episode, and we'll catch you next time for episode 199, which is the Comic Reviews episode coming out in two days. And then we have episode 200 coming out at the end of the week on the 12th of September, and that'll be our flashback to Onslaught with uh, myself and Paul Scores sitting down for a lengthy chat about this uh, seminal crossover that mattered a lot for our younger comic reading selves. Thank you, and have a great day. Bye-bye.